0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski. And today is another Friday episode where I bring you real stories from real women who have been through a fitness journey, um, have been through Macros 101, and have come out with you know, transformation. Of all different shapes and sizes and sorts. And I have them come on the podcast and be able to share their story. And I think it's so powerful to learn from the stories of other people. And, you know, I have my own story and it's great and it resonates with some people, but I also recognize at the same level that you may resonate more with somebody else's story. And so my intention really on these Friday episodes is they're short. They were going to bring a real woman on and we're going to let her talk and share what she's learned and what her aha moments have been and what's really made a difference in her journey. And so that's really exciting for me to, uh, one, to bring on my Macros 101 clients, and two, to be able to have these stories be shared so that as you're listening, you can relate to these women and you can take some of their learnings and apply them to your journey. Now, if you aren't on the wait list yet for Macros 101, we are opening doors for the last time in 2021 on August 30th. So if, you want to be able to make sure that you don't miss enrollment because it's only for a four-day period. We only open doors for four days. Uh, make sure you get on the wait list at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash wait list. Now, today we have Anna Crosby on the podcast. And I really wanted to invite Anna on because during our last round of Macros 101, she came on uh, one of our group coaching calls. And her and I just had a really amazing coaching conversation that um, was really shifted a lot for her and also shifted a lot for a lot of the people that were listening. It was a really powerful experience of listening to her um, get coached to something that she didn't even really know was there. And that's the experience that coaching can provide is we all struggle with blind spots, things that we don't know that we don't know, <laughs> that are 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 there and are holding us back. And but we're not really cognitively aware of them. And that's one of the things that coaching can do. And so that was the experience that Anna had in, in this coaching call. And it really started to shift things for her in terms of her drinking and the goals that she wanted to reach. And so um, you know, this conversation, I, I hear a, a lot of questions about alcohol and macro, macro counting and alcohol and goals and can those two things coexist? And the answer is yes, they can coexist. And we, as you'll hear in the interview, we always want to be coming back to this idea of like, who's in control? Am I in control? Am I making choices that are aligned with the outcomes that I want to create? And if not, what needs to change in order to make that happen? So let's dive into the interview with Anna Crosby. I am so excited to welcome Anna to the podcast. Anna, how are you doing? I'm well. Thanks. this yeah. is gonna this is gonna be a good conversation. um I am I am excited to bring you on because I think you have such um, an awesome story. And as we're gonna talk about in this episode. Um, an experience like a, a kind of a moment that we had on a coaching call that just we were talking before we hit a record of if not only did that shift some things for you, but we were just talking about how many people reached out to you and saying how much that really helped them in their journey. So we're we're gonna get into that. Um, but I first want to just start out with asking you a little bit of where where you were at on your journey, maybe when you found me, when you found macros 101, what were what was, what was hard? Like what felt hard before, um, what were you struggling with and kind of just lay out where you were at in your journey? I
1: feel like it's still hard, but.
0: Oh, yes. It does. Yeah. It doesn't get easier. It gets different. I think that's, that's a really like important point is it, it just gets different, right? It's different hard's. Yeah. It's the
1: whole mindset set shift that you hear so many people say, I feel like, I had to go through every cliche to get where I am where like you start and you stop and it's first you start by trying to lose weight and the vain things. And then you realize this isn't about losing weight. This is about a lifestyle change for the better and getting through your um, self-sabotage, getting through your self-doubts and all that stuff. But how I started or before I found you, um, I rarely use Instagram like at all, but I love it because the best thing about Instagram is that you do have this potential to get influenced and follow these people that can change your life if you continue to like kind of give give advice and take advice and stuff like that. So um, I like to get on there and follow like food recipes and fitness stuff and Stuff that I aspire to do, but don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like an interactive Google, you know.
0: That's a good one. So,
1: yeah. Um. Back when the pandemic first happened, my brother got diagnosed with brain cancer in May 2020, and we rushed down to see him in July because they live in North Carolina, and because you never know with this kind of mm-hmm. um, diagnose, like. They give you a life expectancy and they tell you like you could live a long, healthy life or, you know, things could get worse. Mm-hmm. And so we rushed down there in July. And prior to that, I've always been like, I need to lose weight. I need to like get my body back from being a mom, et cetera. And I tried a million <laughs> plans um, <laughs> like I could list off like 10 different plans I've tried um and so but when I got down there and I just took a picture with my brother and I'm like this might be my last picture with him and I was like I don't want to like I know it's vain of me but I don't want to look awful or in my eyes like I don't want this to be like the image that I have with him you know how like some people share memorial pictures of like you know, if someone was lost at a young age or something, and I just didn't want that. So I went home and I just ended this food program. It was ridiculously expensive. Didn't lose any weight on it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to hire this coach. She lost her gym, not lost her gym completely, but it was shut down. She was in the heart of New York um, during the pandemic and they just had too many restrictions. And so she started teaching online classes and, it was a hundred dollars a month, but I was like, well, money kind of motivates me. Like sure, if I yeah. spend a little bit on this program, then mm-hmm. I'm probably going to stick with it. And I was sticking with it and I was sticking with it. And it was really tough, like, mm-hmm. but they were live and I was doing it with the group and I was building my endurance, but I wasn't seeing any body changes. And I'm like, Ugh, this is the part that I hate. It's the stuff that you do off camera, the stuff that you do off the training, um, the, in the kitchen. And so I'm like, I need to do something. So I actually found another macro coach online who was doing an eight week challenge. And I signed up for that and I was seeing body composition change, but I was like, she didn't give us the, like the science behind it or like, there wasn't um a cookbook or anything it was kind of like here's a here's a eight-week meal plan or it was like one week and then you can like vary it like change it up or whatever and like I just kind of felt like I was doing the things that was you know given to me but Outside of that, I didn't know how to like live my life outside of that. Yeah. So I was like drinking on the weekends and I'm like, yeah, oh, whatever. Just factor that in mm-hmm. <laughs> and just don't eat like lunch or something. And then um, I was just, you know, getting bored of the same food on that one week meal plan mm-hmm. that the holidays came. Cause that started in like the fall and went to the holidays. And then I just like went right back to I didn't, like I saw results, but no before and after is ever those like weird before and afters where they're like, here's my pant size and uh, like you can fit a person or two in here. Like you're expecting to like be shredded and ripped. And yeah, I was making progress, but like, I couldn't even see it in myself because I was just like, nothing shifted in my life for me. Mm. So.
0: Yeah. It's such a good, it's such a good um, point that you bring up is this idea of like, um, you know, maybe a physical transformation or a physical shift, but when it's not accompanied by the internal shift, it doesn't last. Uh, and that's, I see that over and over and over again of, of people who can stick to a plan. And I, and I think a lot of women are actually really good to sticking to some sort of like meal plan or diet plan or exercise plan for a period of time. And they're really good at that. And they've, they've learned to be really good at that. Um, but when nothing shifts internally, then what happens after that? You go back to your former life, right? You go back to like how you were eating before or what you were doing before. And it, it doesn't create that permanent transformation because you hit the nail on the head. Like nothing has actually shifted internally. You don't understand it. You don't know how to adapt it for your, your long-term life. You can do it really good and be really strict for a while. And then everything everything falls apart. Um, so walk us through what made you sign up for Macros 101. What was like, what seemed different about that? that made you say, Hey, let's, let's try this next. I did the
1: five day like free thing. Yeah. That you did. And I love, I could just listen to you all day. and <laughs> You give great, like you just, you always say coaching is your superpower and it really is. Cause you can just literally talk to somebody and just help them change their life. And mm-hmm. they didn't even expect that. Like in our coaching calls, I, like, I didn't even know I had all that up in there, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, so I knew I wanted to be coached by you and like try it, but one of the best things I liked about it was you offered it. It's like a lifetime access. And like, I figured even if I fail at this, (laughs) like I've done so many programs, at least I can go back to it. And it's like something that I can utilize. Um, Mm -hmm. and like it's not a diet program you definitely tell people that it's not a diet program it's a lifestyle change and so I that's why I kind of signed up for that um I was like well I can I always have the resources and I've always been a resource-based person like I like I'm one of those people that would go to college if I could afford to just go just Mm -hmm. to learn just to learn yeah yeah,
0: I love so. that. Yeah. So we did, we had, um, you and I had a really good coaching call and you know, you had mentioned just before this, that like, sometimes things come up that you didn't necessarily know was there. Right. That's, that's <laughs> part of like, um, the power of coaching is like uh, a coach can help you see things that maybe you didn't see in yourself. So what was it about that coaching call that really started like started that shift for you?
1: Um, I think that I was in denial of like, so in our culture, drinking is like very normalized and, um, I was just normalizing drinking and not owning it and not, not reflecting on how it like sabotages all of my workouts and all of the Um, eating progress that I've made and all of the like oh yeah like Weight Watchers you can just factor in your wine you know or macros you can just factor it in but you don't factor in how much it like sabotages your anxiety and your mental health and then like I wasn't overeating under eating or not getting my macros it was like I I factored them in but like it didn't really process like how much i was like losing out on proteins and the healthy whole and stuff like that and just just didn't realize how much i didn't need it either and like had to go like uh it's kind of like when you have your favorite treat for people that don't drink you know like you can factor in the ice cream if you if you want but is that really helping you like it's like a crutch so mm-hmm. um i think that like it was something I needed a roadblock I needed to like self-discover for myself and like where I, and be honest with myself, like where I was with it. Um, Cause a lot of people, you know, look at me and they're like, you don't have a drinking problem. I'm like, I know I don't have a problem, but it is a problem when it's like not letting me hit my goals. And like, because that is one of the biggest things that we owe to ourselves is to set goals and reach them and be the person that we want to be. And if that Um, if I can't hit them while drinking it because I'm not losing weight, then I need to let it go. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Do you remember what your question was when you came onto the call? I don't even, I don't Uh, remember what your question was. I was wondering if you remember. I I didn't really have a question. Mm. I, um, those are sometimes the best. I actually kind (laughs) of like that sometimes when people are like, I don't really have a question. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to like, we're going to get there. We're going to get to your question.
1: (laughs) I felt like a failure because I purchased this expensive program. That's
0: right. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm.
1: I like kind of gave up all of March because I was working on some business goals of mine Mm -hmm. and I like put the macros on the side. Mm -hmm. I stopped working out because I was like, I'm going to focus on the nutrition piece. And so then I just felt lost. Like, how yeah. do I reverse? Now do I cut? I've been in a cut and I've, well, I've been all over the place and it was more like, help me with the next step. Yeah. My initial question, like, where yeah. do I go?
0: Yeah. And one of the things that I love the best about coaching, um, You know one of the analogies I use in terms of like what coaching can really be like is that a lot of times um, it's like you when you're in a dark room and you can't really see anything and then um, somebody turns on the lights and you're able to finally see the cockroaches that have always been there right the cockroaches were always there in the room but the light was off and we didn't see the cockroaches and so a coach can come along and kind of turn on the light and you can see the cockroaches and you're like oh my gosh there's cockroaches and now we can get rid of the cockroaches and so that was kind of the experience that um, I had with Anna was that she came on with this question of like, you know, I feel like a failure. I am feel like I purchased this program and I haven't actually like done it. And you know, where do I go from here? Like that was the question, but where we ended up getting to was a very different was a very different conclusion than you thought you were coming on to get coached about. Um, and it was, it was like that moment where the lights got turned on and you were like, oh crap, I had no idea that this was even there. Um, and so we got into the drinking um, and, and the experience that you had had with drinking. And you were the one who said, like, I need to stop. Like that was not, that was not me that said, girlfriend, you need to stop. You were the one who said it. Why did you come to that conclusion? Like where, what was that switch of like, you came into it drinking every week, every weekend, right? It was a weekend thing for you drinking every weekend. Um, and on the call had the switch to being like, I need to let this go. Where did that come from? Just like
1: walking it through, like why am I doing this? Where is it getting me? Um, Well, none of my friends or family think I have a problem. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing it. Why can't I do it too? Um, But I think the switch was just like acknowledging that I'm doing it and I'm not even enjoying it. And then like later I'm beating myself up for it. Again, it was that mental shift for me of like, Why I just I just did it to do it because it's habit or like socially acceptable or everybody else is doing it. And then Monday comes around and I'm back to square one and I'm beating myself up and nobody talks about the like it's a depressant. It's not like everyone thinks it's like, oh, you get drunk and it's a good time. Well, it's like 20 minutes of that. And then it kicks in metabolically to be like a depressant and um so I actually been playing around since that. Um, I did like 42 to 50 days. I don't remember of non-drinking yep. and, um, just kind of played like went on date nights, which is really weird. Like we usually go out to dinner and have like a drink and cause we have small children, we don't get to do that often. So, we just kind of let loose and my husband did that. And I'm like, that's fine. And Mm -hmm. he was like loving that he had a DD and, you know, all all the things Um, and then like hanging out with friends and stuff. And it was like an experiment for me. Um, I found out that I do like drinking with my husband because he knows me. He knows my philosophies on life and he knows my heart and like how I am, but I don't like drinking anymore around people. I don't know because Mm -hmm it is that anxiety clicking in. And when you stop for a while, like one is like, can be such a trigger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's really important to like interject here that um, like what neither Anna nor I are saying is that you shouldn't drink at all, right? Or that like yeah. if you want to hit your goals, you have to stop drinking. That that's not the message here. But I think the message is a great one. In in that we can we can and should be reevaluating: Is this something that is serving me? Is this something that's actually helping me? Is it something that I'm just defaulting to of like. This habit, or like this is what I do on the weekends. Um, is it something that actually makes me feel good in the long run? And if it's not, doing an experiment, like trying cutting it out. I remember Anna um, on that call. You were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up alcohol for the next little while." Um, and then I remember you posting in the group like that you had been like thirty days hadn't touched alcohol, and giving yourself that experiment of like feeling what it feels like is you know how do how do i want to have this work for me and that's what it sounds like you found you found a way for it to work for you instead of just being a default or just being like something that you don't actually think about it's like a decision that you've made of like this is how i want to live my life this is how i want to include it in my plan and this is what's going going to work for for me and i think that 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 is available to everybody and maybe it's alcohol for you who's listening maybe it's something else but making sure what you are doing is a choice that you're actively making and that it's something that's really serving you in the long run. Do you feel yeah, like that's like an accurate pizza. representation? Like what? Like pizza? Yeah. I, I've i
1: learned through this experience of this new health and fitness journey of mine is that um, everything is like an experiment and yeah. alcohol is just part of that. Just like giving up pizza. It's literally or giving up chocolate, or I started eating a ton of chocolate the month I gave up alcohol. And I'm like, what am I doing? It's like literally
0: one device for the next device. Like replacing it. Yeah.
1: Yes. And you just need to like, give yourself time and adjust. So then the next month I was like, okay, I did no alcohol this month. I'm going to do no candy this month. And, you know, and it's just it's forward mm-hmm. progression, but it's slow, and it's yeah. better than going backwards. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: And you had mentioned at the beginning that it's still hard. Like that, it's it doesn't it doesn't necessarily like oh everything clicks and it's like magic and it's like oh it's so easy now, right? There's there's still there's still things to to work I on. I lost
1: zero weight when yeah. I gave up alcohol. Yeah. I'm like, what? Two months almost like no alcohol and yeah. I am not losing weight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And you warned me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you warned me. <laughs> and, and we can also say maybe you didn't lose the weight, but what other things did you gain from that experience? Exactly.
1: No, I want to take it back. And I definitely have a new found way of living with alcohol in our no. lives. Um I, have only drank like twice since mm-hmm. that. Um And like one of it, one time it was just like a beer, mm-hmm. like one beer. Com- and I've never been that person that just have, and I, it instantly like gave me a headache or something. But then one time we went away to Maine and we just had a nice couples weekend and it was just like champagne all weekend. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like, I like that. I feel like I'm in control of what, I can consume. It doesn't even matter if it's alcohol or not. I'm in control yeah. of how I want my body to feel and how I want to feel and what I want to consume. And it's, everything is supposed to be in moderation, no matter yeah. what it is. Yeah. And but even I... water can, you can over yeah.
0: water. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, like at the end of the day, it is that you're in control and that you get to make a choice and making sure that we are actually actively making choices. And I think for you, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like alcohol had stopped becoming a choice and just became something that you just did without even really thinking about it. And when we can bring it back into that place of like actually actively making the decision. And sometimes the decision is, yes, I'm going to have some champagne with my husband on a weekend. Like that can be the active decision. There's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes it's like, you know what, I'm at a party and I'm with other people people. And I don't really want to drink right now. And you can actively make that decision. But when you step into that position of power in your life to be able to make a decision and have it be within your control, that's that's really the ultimate of like feeling that, that power that you have inside of you to make decisions. So I love that you have found that place
1: yeah. for yourself. So. I don't know if I would have found that if I didn't have that coaching call. It would have been... Yeah then maybe another eight months of struggling to the next program.
0: Yeah. And that's because we all have cockroaches that we cannot see. And I like, like every, all of us, we all have blind spots that we can't see, which is why it's so powerful to be able to have somebody on the outside kind of like flip on the lights and point them out for us, because then you can, you can start to work through it and you can start to do that work. And you did, right. That's what I am so proud of you for like actually doing that work. Um, But yeah, how are you going to see that without without having a little bit of help? And um, anybody else who was on that call, Anna said she had a couple people reach out to her. I've had people mention it to me of how powerful that call was to, to watch Anna get coached through this like aha moment that she didn't realize was there. And I think that's the power of group coaching, of being able to witness somebody else go through a coaching process that then you can start to apply to yourself. And so, you know that, that was a really powerful call. I was really proud of, of you for showing up in a really, really big way. And I'm just so excited for the shifts that you've, that you've started to make in your life.
1: Yeah. I rather be, uh, that's my other like nemesis is I'm like an open book when you, Yeah, Yeah. and I love to just be real. And I forget some people do really at hiding that. Yeah. and, And they're not all like me. And I'm like, why would someone do something like this or that? Because they're just not, you know, they don't wear their heart on their sleeve or they don't, yeah. they're just not open. And it's yeah. so, this whole adulting thing, nobody tells you.
0: <laughs> nobody tells you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So awesome. Well, is there anything, um, any last minute like takeaways that you would love to share with somebody who is listening to this episode?
1: Um, fine like, the cliches work. So do them, mm. um, start tracking your food. I've been told that for years, yeah. track your food. Like you have to know what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. I was under consuming food to compensate for alcohol, which was horrible. I probably don't have enough protein. I probably wasn't getting enough fats for my hormones and et cetera. Actually, I love that. So, <laughs> um, and then like, go from one cliche to the next cliche. So if someone says like, take the measurements, I think pictures are very hard to do and, and, but they do show progress and, um, I'm glad I have my
0: own. It's, I wouldn't share
1: them, but I have my own, but
0: you have them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, That's really, really good. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, Anna. You're, You're so welcome. I hope it helps. I hope that you got a lot out of that interview with Anna. Uh, I'm really just grateful for her being willing to share her struggles and some of the things that have helped her as she's worked through this. I'm really proud of her for um, making hard choices and not just going with the grain and what society says or what you know habit has been, but really starting to make decisions based off of what she wants to create in her life. And that same opportunity is available to you to be in that place where you're in control and you're making decisions based off of your outcomes, the outcomes that you desire to create in your life. If you are not yet on the wait list for Macros 101, head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash wait list and get on the wait list. We open up doors August 30th. And if you want to be able to have the experience of being coached through your journey, that is the place to do it. So com forward slash weight loss Wait list. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think.